Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You hit the spot. The place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Put your thinking caps on, because the conversation starts now. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. We're back at the spot, the place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. And we are in France. I have my beret on. We're with Angenie, the Technicolor Priestess. And um, I am absolutely enamored by her swagger, her moxie. She just really has an essence. What drew me to her was her eyewear. I am a lover of eyewear. Um, but it was beyond just the frames. It was the person that was behind it. I want to find out what a Technicolor priestess does. She says she has some magic because she can help people work towards creating seven figures, activating their inner galactic icon. That's a whole lot of abracadabra. We're going to see what's in that magic potion. Anjani, thank you, and welcome to On the Edge. Yay, thank you, April. I call myself Technicolor Priestess. That's like my, I feel that everyone has their sort of iconic self, mm -hmm. and it helps to name that essence or whatever. And so mine, I discovered, is the Technicolor Priestess. So this is like the holder of truth, the one who I know I can lean into um, as I navigate through life to be at my highest, most potent self. Oh, shoot. She's talking about some potency. <laughs> so, so, so giddy and grateful to be here with you. Oh, now, Brains, you hear that American accent, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> she is a transplant. What landed you in Europe? What landed me in Europe? I've always, I feel like I was preparing for France my whole life. I, I was obsessed with France from the, as far back as I can re remember. And I even studied French um, in, in middle school. I signed up as an elective. And um, eventually, I, I pretended one time that I had met a boy named Mikael, and he was French during a trip to France. And, um, and he actually became my husband when I came to study abroad in France. And um, so we decided after trotting around the US and Mexico to come this side to this side and just hang out for a while. And now we've had two little Frenchy American Mexican uh, children here and we're hanging out and we'll see what's next. Well, that's absolutely beautiful. So you had to immerse yourself into a new culture. I went yeah. to Europe and I absolutely loved it and fell in love with it. I told Mr. Magnificent, I said, we have to get us a place in Italy. We just have to, we can afford it, but it's a lot to immerse yourself in that culture. Oh yeah. To be accepted. You can't just uh, assimilate. You got to acculturate as well. What's that been yeah. like for you? I feel like also just growing up, I felt like I was always doing that. I grew up between the U.S. and Mexico. Um, in Mexico, I was the American, but also in, within Mexico and the Mexican culture, my, my grandmother was Lebanese. So I was also not Lebanese enough, um, not Mexican enough. And then in the U.S., I was the whatever, the, the Mexican, the the ethnic, as some people called me, that whatever. And so it feels like I was always sort of straddling, um, not even straddling, I was always assimilating, trying to assimilate. And like you said, and trying to acculturate and it never worked. Um, so I realized, I think the best thing to do is to just be the F out of myself. That's probably the best way to go about this and really just take what I like from each 
culture and what I what really resonates. And then I don't have to like cleanly belong to anything or fit in. I can just be me and like roll with it and like claim that. And so that kind of transferred here when I moved here as well. Well, what I've just noticed from my travels is there is also a distinct difference between Mexicans and Spaniards, people from Spain. So, you know, there's a whole lot going on, but you have been able to integrate all of that. And so my hat's off to you because sometimes people would crawl up under a rock and say, oh, me, and they're being, you know, they're discriminating against me. But no, what you've learned to do is immerse yourself in the culture and raise your children with all these different diversity. So bravo to you. Thank you. Thank you. You created a business. Tell us about the seven figure business. That's a whole lot of money, honey. It is. Yes. And I, sometimes I'm like, I can't believe I did that. It's like magic out of thin air, really. Um, So basically I, like many people who end up working with me, magicking with me, who end up connecting with, I tried to do the, um, I was trying to fit in in other ways. So I was trying to fit into, by having like a very classic career. I went to university, grad school, got corporate jobs. And I was like, this is it. Like if I want to make enough money to change my family's, you know, situation to change my, I've got to just get a really like corporate job. I got to get in there, climb the corporate ladder. I realized I was miserable. It was just not my thing. Um, And I was still making myself do it. But then when we moved to France, actually with, with my dude, um, we ended up um, in a very small village in like 8,000 people, like in the whole area, like in the whole just big area. And it was like living on campus. So I literally had nothing to do but be with myself and hang out and really just feel into like, what do I want to do with my life? And um, so I ended up getting a coaching certification. And of course, I thought, oh, um, you know, because I want to help people. I want to do something that's fun, that where I have freedom. And then um, I was like, I'll just have a website and then I'll get clients out of nowhere and it'll be great. Like, I just have to get a certification and a website and then I'm cool, right? I'll just start making- <laughs> Oh, that's all you had to do. That's just it. That's it. That's <laughs> it, right? And of course it, it totally worked, April. I, it, like right off, the, just kidding. Um, so that led me to the biggest personal growth, like transformation ever, right? I, I tried to resist. I was trying to follow the rules, um, resisting, really showing who I was because I, th- I, I learned early on also maybe hide some parts of yourself that are less appealing or don't be too weird. Don't be too out there. Don't be too whatever. Just try to look like a coach and be serious. So you can get clients. Um, and so kind of in real time, I was noticing I'm hearing crickets, this whole trying to be someone else or try, trying to like be generic so that I can appeal to everyone is right. just not appealing to anyone. Is it? And so um, it was totally, I call it oatmeal energy. Mm. Um And so I started realizing, like, I've always resisted the style part. I love the style thing. Why am I resisting it? Because I thought it's too flaky. It's too superficial. I don't want to seem superficial, right? I want to have substance. Right. I mean, and and you know what? You overthought that because that's exactly Exactly. where you need to be uh, in France is over the top. They appreciate that. The more um, cosmopolitan you are, the more people resonate with you when you're normal, yeah. you just kind of blend in with the semen and the pigeon shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully said. Exactly. So I realized like, this is not helping anyone. It sure as shit isn't helping me. Right. Like I, what? And so I started embracing the whole, the, like the, the style piece. And then I was hiding another kind of like my interest in, I've always had an interest in energy and like magic and, you know, like the universe and God and like, like, you know, all those things. So I was like, why don't I start just being honest about that, being honest about style? And 
soon enough, like those things sort of like, it was almost like the more honest I was about who I was and what I wanted and what I was really called to, um, the more appealing I became, the more people could actually see me and the more clients started to come to me. Um, and then okay, of so course- now, When they come to you, what do you do and what are they looking okay. for? Yeah. So what ends up happening because my greatest sort of, I don't want to say struggle, but sort of my work was to be fully expressed instead of trying to appear normal and fit in just to kind of, as I call it, be a part of the illusion, right? And just kind of get accolades, get some, like what I thought is what you're supposed to want. Um, when you, when what I did is just start ex like understanding, like I've said several times, right? I'm realizing how much it pops up in my journey. I don't really, it's okay to not fit in. I get to express myself fully. I get to be exactly who I am and I get to make a loads of money doing that, right? And so the more I talked about that, um, I, I started attracting people who noticed that they were doing the same thing. They were creative, they were quirky, they were weirdos, and they kind of had nowhere. They, it's like when you're in high school, you don't have like the table to sit at. You're like, I don't want to sit with the jocks. I don't want to sit with like the glee club. I don't want to sit, whatever. Like the table is be the whoever you are, right? So it was like these people who always felt like the outsiders, the weirdos started noticing and they're like, I want to express myself too. I want to do this too. And I want to do it in my brand because also they too were probably, they were doing things and they continue the people who I work with. They have online businesses, but they're trying to make it like, look like someone else who's already had success. They're trying to make it like their business and follow that formula. And of course, even if it works at first, it's not sustainable because it's not them, right? So I started working with people. It started kind of like the gateway um, was the style piece. So I have a, um, I want to, it's a system, a process, like a magical way of using the elements, air, water, fire, earth, and space to help people. Because a lot of people are like, I want to express myself and be the real me, but how do I even do that? Right? So the elements, they're really amazing. Once you understand what your two elements are, you get to start playing with your clothes and you get to start expressing that part, like a very tangible thing and start seeing yourself. And it's almost like remembering who you actually are through the outfits you start wearing when you're connecting to the parts of yourself you resisted most, right? Mm. And so people like, first it was really style, right? I want to express myself. I want to be quirky. I, I know I'm meant to do this. And then I started noticing- well, That's like wearing some thigh highs with some uh, Doc Martens. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, and just doing totally out there things. And the things I started hearing is, I would have never, ever put this together, right? I would have never put this together like- I would have never thought that this would look amazing and feel amazing and that this was really me because you're trying to follow the rules and do things in a, in a very calculated way to fit into whatever, right? I mean, that's a whole other conversation. Well, um, what happens so a lot of times is that you have to also appeal to a customer base. You know, you are expressing yourself, but you have to pull in revenue from outside sources. So you have to also kind of niche who your yeah. target audience is when you're stepping out and doing whatever you're doing. I was watching the culture of hip hop. It's 50 yeah. years, yay. And oh, wow. I saw, right, and I saw how they revolutionized everything. You oh, know, yeah. you had all of the rich white kids wearing the preppy polo and, and, and Tommy Bahama and all this kind of stuff. And then you see these hip hop artists with these baggy jeans and jerseys and combat boots. They made all of that stylish. So you oh, can yeah. definitely be an influencer and an impactor based upon your style, but you have to appeal to that audience. What is the, is there an age range that you particularly work with? Cause I know you've seen them online. These women are about 70 or 80 years old. They got the makeup, they got the 
the, the clothes, they're wearing leopards, they're wearing psychedelics. They are doing it. Yep. What age group are you working with? So here, here's the thing I've realized. So as far as the niche goes, I totally agree, right? So what has sort of happened naturally, because I was trying to do the client avatar, my demographic age range, where do they go? Where do they shop? And I realized I appeal to the weirdos, the ones who are probably innovating. And they are like, I appeal to the ones who haven't quite like, so the only way that I can like be interesting to them is to be, to be the niche. So basically I'm like saying, if you want to be the F out of who you are, you really want to express yourself fully and you want to not only do it through your clothes, but also through what your mission is, your purpose is, your work is, right? You want to spread that on earth in a way that really is aligned and also a total like extension of your essence. This is how we do it. It starts with you. So I sort of learned eventually, and I'm not saying this is the case with everyone, right? For some people, like more earth people in my, in my sort of uh, way of doing things, Earth people, yes, like you go out and you do market research because it's very tried and true and, it, and that that sort of classic way of doing things really works. And then there's like me, I'm space, which is we're kind of, again, weirdos. We're kind of like off the beaten path, right? And so doing it that way never worked for me. So I, that's why I realized the niche for me is just showing like, if you want to be totally expressed and have things doing, like doing it your way, then come and work with me, right? And the more I notice is the people who come who are really a total yes to me, um, who are really aligned, they, they first, it begins with the clothing. And then from there, they start like writing their marketing like that. Then they start creating programs and offers like that. Then their branding, right? Using their elements and really trusting themselves and their expression. And they also blow up. Like they, I've seen people, you know, make multiple six, uh, seven figures and beyond by being who they are and other people who are called to be the, at themselves in, in their whatever, because there's so many ways, right? They do that too. So I would say I've had people in their in their teenagers and I've had definitely people in their in their 70s, I think right. definitely. So it really varies as far as age range. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, like I said, the, the word weird is definitely not a negative. It's not a faux pas. It's very nope. trendy. It's like nerd. It's very sexy. Um, it's, it's out of the box thinking and beyond that. My mother used to tell me, don't think outside the box, maybe create your own box. Ah, I love that. Your box may not have a floor. It may not have a top. It may not have, you know, four walls. It is whatever you design. I love that. Into that. So millennials are really hip. The people that are into uh, the megaverse, people that are into, um, artificial intelligence. Yep. Uh, people that are really into organics, vegans. Uh, you're looking at people that are also into, again, technicolor, because color is really resonating with people now. They're trying to identify what their colors are, what they mean. Not so much what you wear, but what you envision, you know, like me. When I go into deep meditation, I mean, it looks like those brain waves of all these different pinks and blues and reds and they're just bobbing up and down and you know I'm trying to keep track with <laughs> my head it's like what's going on but it's a frequency yeah you know? technicolor is also a frequency and we have to be able to resonate with that because we're in a lunar vortex brains whether you believe it or not we're all trying to get through this portal we're yep. all trying to get there some of us are going to make it some of us are the seekers that we need to bring you along and then just some of y'all is a lost cause <laughs> <laughs> but you know there's room for the lost causes too somebody's got to sweep up the earth yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's fun 
and it is entertaining. Um, and then when you're able to attach an, uh, a dollar amount to that and find yeah. people in your tribe, you know, yeah. so that, that's very, very interesting. And again, just the way your style is, your vibe is, you could transcend. You can, you know, you can speak to the youngers as well as to the seniors that are really ready to understand that life is not over once you get past 60 and you get your social security. No you're way. You're exactly. unapologetic at this point. You know, people will accept yeah. you more so than they did when you were 20 or 25. You can recreate, redesign anything. So the fashion yeah. scene, um, yeah. are you, um, I know you're very trendy and a trendsetter, but do you go back and do a lot of retro things? Do you find things in great thrift shops and secondhand stores and, you know, accessories? Do you do a lot of that shopping as well? Looks like fun. Oh, yes. I, I'm definitely totally, I've always been obsessed with um, with thrifting, with vintage. Mm -hmm. I My first sort of style um, icons were my grandparents in Mexico. My grandfather was a tailor and he was like the best dressed man in Mexico. He was super just fancy. And my grandmother was all like into, you know, it was also the eighties, whatever. So when I was a kid, so um, sparkle, like, you know, sequin gowns and like lots of drama and glamour. And so they really, and my mom in the US, when we moved there, she was, she was like a biker mama, all dressed in leather. So I've always been inspired by sort of all things vintage. And then just the treasure hunt of going thrift shopping that's always, or in my grandparents' closet. That's kind of where it started, actually. Oh, Going yeah. And stealing my grandfather's sweaters. I know. I hope Pete is not listening, but I went to a party not too long ago, honey, and I wore my mother's mink. Oh. <laughs> I was I was the talk of the party. Oh, my God. I, that's, a real, that's a real mink. Oh, my God. And, you know, I said, yes. I said, let's just hope that nobody, you know, gets upset. But it was a, a certain gravitas. Yeah. Certain air. And yeah. that's what people don't do now. The, you know, they may have an eccentric style. I get that. But pull it all together. Don't be looking all crazy. And you know one thing that, that kind of annoys me, since we're talking fashion, is when people are a, la uh, a label whore, is what I had been. Sorry for the... I'm not... Yes, I totally... Okay, you got on a Gucci hat. You got on a Prada belt. You got on Louis Vuitton shoes. You got on, you know, this. You got on that. If you are going to rock a designer, rock that particular designer at that particular time. You don't have to be a walking display of who these individuals are. It's you know? like a designer of Frankenstein, right? Exactly. And you know what? What happens to the individuality? What happens yep. to, you know, who you are? You are yep. submerged in what somebody else has. And girl, I got over it. When I bought some... Um, Louis Vuitton boots, I saved two months pay for that. God, I think these weren't even leather. They were vinyl. <laughs> yes, that's the thing. Yes. So it, you, you have to incorporate those things. And vinyl is good. Latex is good. Yeah. Yeah. Leather, you know, cotton. Hemp. It's a good time. You, but you have to know how to work with a style icon to get that and that style will transfer into your business. Give us one or two different yeah. companies that you currently work with. Um, for, uh, like uh, my clients? Yes. So uh, the two that come to mind that have really created just like huge, amazing brands. So they're, they're independent um, coaches, they're entrepreneurs. So um, one's named Jessica Saran and she's an artist and coach and she helps artists um, 
you know, fine artists or whatever to mm-hmm. do things their way, which is amazing, right? To have their own career instead of instead of buying into the whole elitist kind of art world. And you know what? They artists are like musicians or actors. They don't understand the business. They're yeah. really they're creative. So to work with someone to help them. And you've given her some great tips because each artist is very subjective. So that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's amazing. Um, and just seeing her be her, herself and do business her way as an extension of her of her learning about herself, her elements, right? Her iconicness. Um, and then another amazing client um, that comes to mind is um, her name is Simone Soul, S-E-O-L. Um, and she's based in, in South Korea. She's become a, a huge influencer, multimillionaire. Um, also obviously doing everything, doing her business, her marketing, everything in the same way. And that really aligned expression that's uniquely hers. So my theory. Yeah. Asian culture is so progressive. I have some Asian friends go, they pay $5,000 for some repurposed old funky tennis shoes. (laughs) That kind of sounds fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, They find, they're from, uh, what is that? Uh, um, it, not Hiro, Hiroshima. No, it's oh, yeah. uh, in Japan. Yep. They absolutely love that stuff. And I was yep. like, are you kidding me? Oh, April, their eyes got all big and excited. I was like, oh my God, you would have thought the sweat from Michael Jordan was still in the bottom of the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was. It was, but it's what they like and it's about having fun. So please tell my brains how to get in contact with you. Uh, how to work with you, how to find their own iconic self. Yeah, so a really good place to start. I always say your style is the gateway to discovering the truth about yourself and starting to trust yourself, your iconic self. So um, the best way, which is free and fun and easy, is to go take my quiz. Um, I can send you the links. You can put it in the show notes. Oh, perfect. Um, Yeah, so there's the quiz. You go and you take it twice. You turn off your brain. You tap into your inner knowing, to that inner icon that already lives within you. And you take it twice, you discover your elements, and then you'll receive information about the elements. And you just start learning in that way. See how, like, use that information to go and create something, you know, that's totally new and that feels really uncomfortable and edgy using what you have in your closet already. Uh, so that's a, a really good way to get started. That's great. So what's your website? So it's technicolorpriestess.com. Technicolorpriestess.com. Well, you have been such a wealth of information. So vivacious. Just, you know, you lit up my day. You're going to make me go uh, go in. I think I'm pretty stylish. You know, I'm not doing too bad. I'm not doing too bad for 60. <laughs> You're nailing it. You are nailing it. This outfit is all kinds of fabulous. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. But, you know, it's our heart and it's truly your intention. What do you really want out of life? Do you want to be the carbon copy of someone else or do you want to be that individual unique soul? And that's what we want you to be is an individual unique soul right here on the edge brains where the conversation is pointed. The guests are sharp and the responses are never dull. Thank you so much for being on the show with me. I appreciate you. Love you. Value and be watching you. Brains, if you are strange, come on over because we got it. We got a place for everybody right here where you are loved, honored, and respected. Yay! With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.